Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast, a discussion about how to live a loving life. I'm Reg Lloyd, and we're having a conversation with Kenny Vaughn. And if you're listening to this episode as you are, you may want to go back and listen and listen to the previous episode if you haven't, because that will give you context for the content today. We were looking at a letter that was written in response to a social media post that Kenny made. And the letter was talking about depression and how an individual was experiencing depression because of loss of his mother. And we're just talking about that. In the last episode, Kenny shared his story. And uh, the first thing to do when you're in depression, what to do, we're going to pick up from there. So, Kenny, where do you want to go from here after, you know, you said ask the question why and just keep asking why until you can find, you know, what you're doing is trying to look for truth, right? Yeah. So by keep asking why, I mean, you know, like, so you ask why and then you have an answer. Then you need to ask, is that true? And then why do I believe that? Because because there's a core belief that is leading to your what you're thinking that is resulting in us getting caught up or trapped, if we are. Now, you know, when, when terrible things happen, I think we all get knocked down. You know, I mean, hopefully we do. If we don't, then there might be really be something wrong with us. But a lot of times we get knocked down because something terrible happened. And then we think something's wrong with us, but there's, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, if you're if you're wiped out, depressed, or, or if you actually get depressed, something is wrong with you. But you're you're down, you're sad, you're struggling to be motivated. You're you know you're, you don't have interest in a lot of things. That kind of stuff for just a little while is perfectly normal in trauma, and when we're going through something significant. But we should continue to move through it. And, and we should be getting a little better at a time over time. Maybe the first few weeks we aren't, but then we should be seeing signs of improvement. We get to a couple of weeks or more, and we're actually getting worse, not better. Those are signs that, that we're now doing. So not just what happened to us, but there's something we're doing or believing that is leading us to not start going the right way, but to continue down the wrong way. And so that's when we need to ask, ask why, why do, so why do I feel this way? Why do I believe this? What, why am I thinking about what I'm thinking about constantly all the time that I know? You know, if you ask yourself, what is leading to this? If you have no idea, that may be a totally different ballgame. But the vast majority of the time, people know exactly what they're thinking about all the time that's leading them to the place where they are now. And then you need to, Ask, why am I thinking about this? What is this true? Is this not true? So why and is it true will eventually lead you to, and if, if you can't sort that out, call us. You know, call me. I'll, I'll call you. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll just, we'll just see if we can, see if I can help you find, a, a isolate what is the core of this. And then it's not easy from there. Now you got to change your mind. You know, you got to choose to believe the truth. But once you choose to believe the truth, then you can kind of start packing up and head in the other direction. And it's still going to be a fight to get out of there. But one of the next things to talk about that we're in, in the last podcast and coming into this one is because when you're depressed, you're not going to snap out of it. Hopefully you can pack your bag back up and start heading a different direction to start heading for the way out. But you're, you're not just you're not going to be out of there today and probably not next week and maybe not the week after that and maybe not the one after that. So I think it helped me when I was going through it and I accidentally stumbled on this. These things helped me 
And looking back now, I say those things helped me survive until I could find my way out. And and by survive, I just mean this. I, I couldn't have a good day. Um, there was, there was, I didn't have a, I never had a moment once I was actually full blown in depression and I was there for probably 18 months. Um, but once I was all the way in there and, and there was, there was no such thing as a, even a really good moment. You know, I didn't have an, I didn't have a single moment for over a year that I was genuinely excited, happy, grateful, or anything like that. Not a moment. Nothing, okay? It was all suffering or sadness or blue or like this cloud that I didn't even understand. But in that place, in the fog, in the valley, it could get way worse and it could get better. And so it helped me to find things that would make it, that would lighten the load while I was in it. And, and they were very simple things for me. So and, and I just stumbled on them because, you know, when you're when you're there, it's like any sense of relief is significant, especially compared to, I mean, the things that were the absolute worst thing for me to do was when I would sit down and go, my God, how did I get here? And what is wrong with me? I knew something was wrong with me. And then I would start reliving, like I'm going backwards now. Like, this has been how long now? And... When was the last time I, you know, and, you know, and you go back through all that stuff. And so, so it's like this devil's just leading you and showing you the, all his trophies, you know what I mean? All his victories and all your failures. And in that, I would spin out of control. Like it, that would get pretty ugly sometimes, you know? I mean, as far as like, I needed, I had to hide or go outside and whatever, you know, but, um, so that was the worst of being in the depression. But then the relief in that I found. So when those things would kind of come along or be knocking, I found little bitty simple things that would give me a sense of relief. Like um, we live in the country. It's about, I don't know, 15 minute drive to town to get a soda. And I, just one day, I, everybody wanted a soda. I really didn't feel like going anywhere. I just wanted to hide out. You know, I was having a rough one. I was I was trying to hide somewhere. I don't remember where they found me. Dad, let's go get something to drink. I'm like, man, we got drinks in the refrigerator, you know, but they wanted something else. I maybe want a slushy or something. So anyway, we got in the truck and we drove. We got something to drink. We came back and I didn't enjoy it, but it was a sense of relief. So, man. After that, it was like, anybody want something to drink? <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get in the truck. Let's go. And so we would just go to town, get something to drink, play, play music, and the kids were in the back seat, you know, whatever that was. So find something like that. The other, thing, other things that helped me, for some reason, they may be different for you, but find what it is. Simple things that don't also hurt you, okay? I think that's very important. Um, but burning fires, I don't know what it was, man, but if I lit a fire and burn a fire, just watch the fire burn, I feel the something about, I was always cold anyway, so something about the warmth off of the fire, I, I got a sense of relief from that. Being around people, when you're depressed, you never want to be around anyone. You always want to isolate yourself. But if you'll force yourself to get around people, I usually got some sense of relief from that. Um, something about water. So we have a canal behind our house, it's an irrigation canal for the rice fields. Again, we're living in the country. It's not, I don't know, man, 50 feet wide, 75 feet wide. It's a, it's a big, it's a glorified ditch, okay? That's what it is. But if you look down it, it's long. 
You know what I mean? So if you kind of block out the sides, you think you're on the ocean, you know? <laughs> so, and I got this little bitty rickety little dock back there. I go sit on that dock and just look, look at the water. I don't, I don't know why. I got a sense of relief from the water, the sunsets, the sunrises. Sometimes we, if we would go to the beach, just walk the beach, I, I got a sense of relief. So I'm just saying, because you're not going to snap out of this, find little things like that that help you survive until you can get out. Right. And then you're going to you got to identify these truths. You need to attempt to identify these truths that are keeping you where you are. These false beliefs that are preventing you from from taking a new direction. But then you can say, OK. And, and when we had this conversation with this gentleman from this letter, you know, within the conversation, you're like, OK, I understand this. I understand that. <clears throat> but now what do I do? You know. Like right now, what can I do? Because these thoughts, all these fears, everything that's going over and over my head are inundating me. Like they're not, this not, isn't just going away. So what can I do? And, and, and I stumbled on this as well. But this eventually actually led me out. Um, at the time that I was depressed, we just had our first baby. Uh, that was Faith. And Tammy would sing her to, to sleep at night. That was another thing. So we got a fireplace downstairs. I'm man, I'm, I'm torching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's burning. I still burn it all the time now. I love fire. I still love fires, right? But so I'm 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 torching the fireplace. But Tammy would sit next to. I mean, she would sit in the rocking chair and rock Faith to sleep, and then she would sing to Faith. And something about being around Tammy always gave me a sense of relief. I just I, I want I like being around her. She she just emanated joy you know and so and so i would under the guise of uh reading my bible i would go lay lay down by the rocking chair while she's rocking faith and i would pretend to read my bible <laughs> you know and and I, I somehow i ended up at james and so i, I don't know for a, probably a month i'm reading james every night it's not that long by the way you can read if, you, if, if you're sound minded and everything's working right i don't know maybe a 15 minute read but but man, when you're depressed, I'm having to read the same sentence like five times just to understand that sentence. That's how ugly a place I was in. And uh, but I started realizing that when I would re when I was reading God's word, and I was sitting by Tammy, I had just had an extra measure of relief. And so when Tammy wasn't there and I was really struggling, I'd go to James, and I would just read it. Like I don't, I might read it five times in one day. And I would read it slowly. And I, I don't, all I knew, I was just looking for relief. Like, I can't take this anymore. I'm just looking for relief. So I would just read those scriptures over and over again. Well, that led to me leading, reading, starting to read Philippians. And, and not just burning through it, but reading it slowly until I could force some of this thing, stuff down, you know. And, and something about God's word was giving me relief. And then I had all those scriptures. And so this is what I ended up doing. I came across, I think it was in Ephesians, where it says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, I bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And over in Philippians 4 8, when I've been reading that, it said, These are the thoughts that are obedience to Christ. You know, whatever is good, if it's true, if it's pure, if it's of a good report. And and so God's word was that, and I had to memorize all these scriptures that were on these little sticky notes mm -hmm. that I could speak to myself. And so I'm at this point, I'm starting to realize that fighting this fear, fighting this depression was leading me further in. Like the harder I fought, fought it, which is what I had done with everything in my life, the worse it got. And 
And it, so it got bigger and I got weaker the more I fought it. And that was what was leading to the spiraling out of control. And so now I'm going, okay, is, is it that I can displace this, this fear with truth and with love and with God's word? And so this is, I, I remember having this thought because we had just, we just planted a bunch of pine trees in this little, on this portion of property we have. And, you know, we, we had cleared the whole thing off and, and now the trees were coming up and the weeds were going around. I was just sitting there looking at it one day and I felt like that's my life. It's like I was fighting, trying to fight my way out of depression. And now I've, I've evolved to this place where these little trees aren't little anymore. They're all giant. They're enormous. And now I'm completely exhausted. Like I have no more Kenny left to fight, but the trees aren't little anymore. They're mature. I will never be able to take all this down. I didn't know what else to do, man. And, and, but I'm thinking about this, how God's word is displacing this fear in my life. And this is what I, I remember. I just made this decision. You know what, Lord? I can't clear all this. Like, I, I can't push all this out. I have no idea how to get rid of this. I don't know nothing about any of that. But I can clear a spot, like, big enough for me to stand on. I'm going to clear one little spot that's big enough for me to stand on. And I'm going to plant a seed of faith right there. And that seed of faith for me was God's word. I cast down imaginations and I'm going to defend it relentlessly with everything I have. That's all I know to do. And, and so I would plant that. I cast down imaginations, every high thing that I would, that my seed was that scripture. And then, and then I would speak all these other scriptures I had memorized, like from Psalms 23, the whole thing. I memorized the whole thing, uh, you know, Simple as Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ strengthens me. God ain't given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man things which God has prepared, in, prepared for those who love him. I know the plans you have for me, plans for probably I could go on forever. These, I remember all these at that time, right? So that was me holding my one little bitty piece of ground, keeping faith alive. And then and, and trying to grow that one seed of faith. Instead of trying to kill all the stuff around me that had grown up, I'm just trying to grow this one seed of faith in my life. Over time, it took weeks. But man, as I persisted in that, and, and when I say persisted in that, I mean some days I would only have to do that, cast down imaginations. My whole regime would take five minutes maybe. Maybe I have to do it 10 or 15 times. And some days I did it all day long, man. Like I would finish. It helped. It seemed to work when I did it. But as soon as I finished, all the fear was just like, bam. I looked up. Basically, I looked down. I planted the seed of faith. I, I got everything nurtured. Everything's pretty. It looks good. And then I looked up. And there it was. And so I had to look down again. I had to make myself over and over and over again. Eventually, the fear started reminding me to look to the seed of faith. Instead of the fear reminding me of who it was and what it was and leading me to fight it, it started becoming my reminder to run to God, to run to Christ. And so I started persisting in that. And then when I persisted in that, I, all of that was to survive. Like I had no inclination, no hope that one day I would come out of this. I'm trying to survive because I got a family. I got a wife and kids, you know. I'm, I'm trying, I'm tr I got a business. I got stuff to do, you know. And then one day, man, I woke up and my eyes opened and whatever had changed in my brain changed back. Like the, it, it flipped. So 
there's something about pouring that truth about the sword of the spirit, about faith, about like our we are created for this. And there's something about pouring that in there that aligns us properly back to what we were, man. I mean, like, like I literally was afraid to move in my bed. It's like, you know, the person I thought I would never, ever know, feel or recognize again was present. And so, you know, I, I didn't have to get out of bed. I had to go to work and it lasted about a half day and it was gone. But, but that gave me so much hope, you know, it's like, are you kidding me? It's not like, like I got a chance, you know what I mean? I got a shot here, you know? And then I was able to connect the dots that, hey, that wasn't for no reason. And so, and so then I persisted in that. It might have been another week or two. I woke up, and bam, I, I was normal. I, I know that sounds crazy, but it's, it's, it's just real, right? And it lasted all day long, you know, and then I lost it. And then I went another week, and anyway, I persisted, and I, and I ended up stretching out five days in a row, and I never looked back, man. I never felt sense of depression, never seen it. I'm not saying I won't. I hope I don't. But if I do... I think I know how to survive when I'm in it, and I know I have a, have a, a chart, a course, truth for how to not head further in, but how to actually head out, and that's that's what I want to try to share with people. And I, I like to say, kind of wrap it up with this, you know, that what I learned in the end, I think, is that I found my way out of depression the same way I got in, but just going the opposite direction. So just say it like this this fear came along and my life was like a garden all right i mean i had a good life everything was i had a wonderful wife beautiful child you know successful business um everything around me was was just wonderful you know it was all fake i mean there's nothing to be discouraged about then something major came that gave, that gave me cause for a lot of fear and potential discouragement and what i did in the middle of my beautiful garden was i planted that seed of fear. And I gave it 100% of my attention for months on end. I never looked up at all the blessings in my life. You know, I didn't look up at all the truth. I came, I became consumed with this fear and it grew. And as it grew and it spread and it grew and it spread with my nutrition, like I'm feeding it, I'm giving it, I'm tilling the ground for this fear. I'm, I'm doing all these things. It grew and it spread and eventually it choked. It took over the whole thing. And then when I, by the time I realized it, the whole thing was out of control. Now I fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. I'm trying to pull all the weeds. I can't do it. And they turn into trees. And now, now it's, I'm the total opposite. My whole life is filled with this misery and depression. And I'm running around trying to chop down all the trees. You know, I'm pulling everything up I know how to pull up. I'm fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And it's only getting worse. I'm just, I'm pruning it. And I'm feeding it. And I'm spreading it. It's got... It's still got 100% of my undivided attention. So I finally came to a place where I did the same thing I did with fear I did with faith. Before I had this garden, and I planted a seed of fear, gave it my undivided attention, it glued, it choked all the love and peace out of my life. Now, now, instead of trying to tear all that up, I gave up on that. Instead of planting a seed of faith at my feet, I'm sorry, a seed of fear, giving it my undivided attention, I planted a seed of faith in God's word and truth and gave it my undivided attention. I became totally consumed with just what I could handle right there. And without ever knowing it, expecting it, anticipating it, anything, it grew. And it choked all the fear 
out of my life. I didn't have to. So it, it came to me like this. It was like doing this, giving my attention to this faith, speaking God's word to myself relentlessly day in and day out. Over time, it, it, it was I had become so weak, I could barely get up sometimes. It was starting to give me strength back. Okay. Well, then when I finally got, I felt like I had all my strength back. My first thought was now I'm strong enough to go tear all this stuff up. Okay. So I'm about to jump back in the fight with all the fear again, but man, so now I'm strong enough to go tear all this stuff up. And man, I'm telling you, it's like, I looked up and I looked around and it was all dead. Faith drove fear out of my life. God's word, love, love drove fear out of my life. So it's living and active. Yeah. Find a way to survive while you're in. Yep. Dig for the truth. Get to the root. Pour truth into your life. Um, I like how you, scripture. you, you yeah. talked about Tammy giving you those scriptures because she came alongside you to do what you weren't able to do for yourself at that time. That's right. And on my wife, uh, she'd be open to share, but she, postpartum depression, she's a LPC counselor too. So it's like, you ought to know how to get out of this. And she couldn't. So same thing I did, but I only gave her three scriptures on index cards. And I highlighted certain words in those scriptures that I wanted to stand out to her. And that's how she got out as well. And, you know, it's work. It takes work to get it in you, mm -hmm. and it takes faith to get it out of you. Wow. Right? You got to work it. Say you, that again. You, well, right. you got to put effort to get it in you. You got to yeah, try. It takes work to get it in. Yeah, yeah I get that. Then it yeah, takes yeah. faith to get it out of you to believe it. To act on it. Yeah, so believe, yeah. we, we talk about. Yeah, that's good stuff, by the way. We talk about often now, you gotta, it takes a while sometimes for the coin to drop. If you ever been to a vending machine, you put money in the in the uh, machine and it doesn't fall. What do you do? You start shaking the machine because yeah. huh? <laughs> right. yeah. you're not getting you're not getting the product until the coin drops. And sometimes it begins as an intellectual exercise until it drops to your heart. But when it drops, it makes Every, all the difference in the world. Everything changes. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah. I know yeah. it's given gives us all hope. Yeah. I hate depression. I love people, and you will find your way. You know, don't quit. Don't no. give up. If we can help you, let us know or shoot us an email, shelterstrength.com. We'll send you, we call them a hope kit. It's just oh, a little yeah. bag it. of dog tags. Love it. Some chains. Reminders of the truth. Trust God's word no matter what. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to The Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.